Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast, providing a rest hold for our mental health through the guise of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jeff Pamatrio. You can find me on Twitter at Long Island 1892. And now you can get your Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast merchandise from none other than Pro Wrestling Tees themselves. I know in our pilot episode, I said we're not going to bash WWE, and I don't want to, but I would be remiss if I didn't comment on the events that took place this past Thursday evening on the 18th of November when a wave of WWE releases seemed to hit shore. It goes without saying, this is terrible PR for the WWE. For me personally, my faith in them was lost during that initial pandemic round of layoffs. But I don't want this to be a negative conversation. I actually want to turn it around. Again, this is the Rest Hold podcast. So I might be, you know, evoking some passionate emotions. But again, this is to alleviate some tensions that we might have going into this Survivor Series weekend. And again, I will be attending Survivor Series, but this definitely put a bitter taste in my mouth, and I will be that much more skeptical now when I go to the Barclays Center this coming Sunday, November 21st. And you might be sitting there thinking to yourself, how am I going to take this to a positive direction? It's actually very simple. When Matt Cardona was released from the WWE as his dream job, he grew up there, right, as Zack Ryder. Woo, 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 you know it. But he took that as a moment of determination to succeed, to bet on himself, similar to like his friend Cody did, you know, Cody Rhodes. And he came out with a shirt instantly. He was on the pulse on Pro Wrestling Tees that said not there. In fact, I wore that very shirt when I left an abusive job earlier this year, but that's a story for another podcast. In any sense, Matt Cardona decided to take it as an opportunity and make the best of a situation, evoking the famous Elton John song, I'm Still Standing. And it's true. For all of these released talents, they're still standing. Miro put out a tweet that basically went along the lines of saying CM Punk, Brian Danielson, myself, we're John Moxley, we're not WWE people. God created us, not Vince McMahon. And I actually found a lot of power in that. And reading that tweet, or quote rather by Miro, it provides so much more context to God's chosen champion. And you got to admit, whether he was Rusev or Miro, he's always been over. Absolutely has. And I've been enjoying his time, as I mentioned on our pilot episode. And thank you to everyone for tuning into that pilot episode. But I've been enjoying his time in AEW because they're in control of their own destiny. I was listening yesterday to Ruby Soho's interview on AEW Unstricted with Aubrey and Tony Schiavone, and that was one of the most humbling podcasts I've listened to, because Ruby Soho is sitting there 
explaining how she was so nervous to debut at All Out and then how she couldn't imagine how it got any better when she walked out to the crowd and everybody was singing Rancid's Ruby Soho, getting it stuck in my head, and you know it's stuck in your head right now too. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Pardon my voice, I am no singer. But she said, I can't imagine how it gets better. And Aubrey said, you know, I've been here for two years and I have to tell you, it keeps getting better. It keeps getting better. And that's a big thing that we need to put into perspective is now there are alternatives. And one of the main reasons why I became so an AEW diehard is because I was able to see professional wrestlers be celebrated as themselves and as professional wrestlers, as people first. You can see in Tony Khan's reactions, he is genuinely happy when his roster succeeds. It doesn't matter if you're on the opening match. It doesn't matter if you are the main event. He wants every single person on that card to succeed. And the proof is there. Meltzer just released his star ratings for full gear. And the Jurassic Express and Elite match got five stars. I think that is Christian's first five-star rating. Think about that. The magnitude of Christian Cage. He already is a Hall of Fame professional wrestler, but now he's able to get even more recognition than he was before. He was nearly retired. And now he comes back and is able to put on one of the most memorable matches of the night. Now, I know for me, it was really Luchasaurus that kind of stole that match for me, Uh, particularly the gainers that he throws is unbelievable for someone his size, but truly remarkable. And while I have you all listening, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge how perfectly timed Kenny Omega's break from the ring is. It's not in a mysterious fashion. There's no veil of ignorance over the audience, us viewing at home. We've seen the YouTube video of the chiropractor uh, that he went on. Uh, This was mentioned also on Elite POV. Shout out to Kyle, Phil, Jackie, and Anne, who's on vacation right now. Shout out to all you. But it was mentioned then, and I saw this video too, that Kenny's been working through a lot of issues, never mind the fact that he was the face of the company during a pandemic. And you see him continually wanting to showcase every single person, not only that he shares the squared circle with, but again, he wanted to make it make sense. Now he is in an opportunity that Hangman Adam Page does not need to worry about where is Kenny Omega? Is he going to eclipse this reign? No. He's giving him an opportunity, Tony is and Kenny is, by scheduling and rehabbing multiple injuries at the same time. But he's giving him an opportunity to flourish as the AEW champion. But as this is a bonus episode, I will be commenting 
on this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite episode from Virginia with Rampage airing this Friday next week on Tuesday on the regularly scheduled episode of the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast. But seeing those WWE releases really fired me up. A week before Thanksgiving? Not only a week before Thanksgiving, but literally days before one of your big four pay-per-views of the year. And again, this is in no way a reflection on the talent in the WWE locker room. Anybody in any professional wrestler's locker room, I think, should be commended for the work that they do and the art that they perform for our entertainment. But I have to admit, it kind of puts that bad taste in my mouth going into Survivor Series this weekend. Will I be there to support my favorites? Absolutely. I support the individuals, not the company that they work for. And friends can attest this and back this up. I haven't been watching Raw and SmackDown. Never mind NXT 2.0 or whatever you want to call it. Their product has not been the same for me. And there were a couple of releases that made it that way. The pandemic one was a big one. And then Bray Wyatt's was tremendous. The amount of work that Wyndham Rotunda have put in to his character in The Fiend for them just to give up on him. To me, it shows a lack of faith in their roster, which then begs the question, why were they part of your roster in the first place? Were you just hoarding them so that we AEW didn't get them? But then what's going to happen now? Obviously, AEW's not going to sign everybody, but what's going to happen? Which brings me to another point about this past week's episode of Dynamite was how incredible was that main event between Sammy Guevara, your TNT champion, and the debut match of Jay Lethal. In that match, Jay Lethal proved to all the doubters, all the people who said, AEW didn't need to sign him. What are they going to do with him? He proved to us all the power of himself, his star power, why he deserves to be there, why he has a seat at the table. And I wanted to bring up Spud, or Drake Maverick, as he was known in WWE, the video that he put out. It was incredible. John Cena commented on it. Bubba Ray Dudley commented on it. Numerous superstars and established professional wrestlers are commending him for his work. He revisited that initial video that he created when he was released the first time on Black Wednesday and revisited himself. He said, no, stand up. You're going to be okay. You've achieved everything you set your mind to do it. You were able to do it. You succeed. Now stand back up because that's what I'm here to do to make sure we stand back up and we achieve what we set our mind to do. I think that when we, and myself included, get hyper-focused on the negativity and when there's an obstacle or something out of our control negatively impacts our lives sometimes it feels like we can't move past it that it is this boulder that we're trying to push up a mountain that at any point if we make a mistake it's going to flatten us 
But in doing so, you forget to look around. You forget to see the view. You forget to see the foliage. You forget to see all of those that helped you get to this point. And you forget to see that there are so many other options in life and we are in control of our own destiny. And so if you ever feel as though things aren't going your way or things should have gone a different way, don't worry, put in that work ethic. Bet on yourself. One of the things that I did as I'm on this sobriety journey is I've turned to the gym. And I wanted to go to the gym for a while. I've never been someone who's necessarily been overweight, but I've always had trouble keeping on weight. And I wanted to be strong, but I also wanted to feel strong. I wanted to know that I was putting in that work. I wanted to know that I was making something better of myself. And that is the real takeaway I think from all these WWE releases, it's a challenge of them to still be standing when the dust settles and prove to themselves why they deserve to be there, why they're in the conversation, and their self-worth. At the end of the day, our self-worth that we hold for ourselves is so important. It really, truly is. Which is why when you look at a professional wrestler like MJF, you can't help but commend his ability to believe in himself, no matter what the odds are. Even in the Dinner Debonair, probably still to this day, one of my top three moments in AEW, he didn't blink an eye. He sang Sinatra with Jericho, did a whole dance number, and it was as if it was intended to be that way. Like, that's what they do. They're singers and dancers. You didn't think for one second that that was a professional wrestling show. Think about how many audiences that that captivated. It shows us that professional wrestling is so much more than two individuals rolling around in a squared circle trying to pin each other. It's an art form. It's a dance. It allows people to tell stories in ways that they never could have imagined before. I'm going to go into more of the nuances next Tuesday from AEW. But just look at the mastery as we close off here on this bonus episode of what MJF and CM Punk have started. CM Punk walks out to the ring, doesn't say a word, and the crowd goes wild. I was going wild here at home. My fiance sleeping in the other room said, hey, what's going on out there? Every single time Cult of Personality hits, I get reminded that my hero is back. My hero is back, like seeing the bat signal in the nighttime sky of Gotham. It lets you know that he's there. He's the voice of the voiceless. And I posted this on Twitter. Again, that's at Long Island 1892 for myself and all Rest Hold Wrestling podcast updates. But I posted the video of the summer of punk when he was speaking to John Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon, basically saying that um, John Laurinaitis does his dirty work by signing budget cuts and whatever. And I said that this quote, will echo in time. And it pro- has proven time and time again to do so. Look at Diana. Diana, we know, is a fan favorite of many local tri-state talent from New Jersey. 
the Impact Women's Champion, and through the pandemic, that's commendable. She went from a NXT star in a tag team with Chelsea Green to being released to world champion in Impact. And don't sleep on Impact. Impact, I think, is a promotion that has gotten some flack in the past. But everything you see about the talent who works at Impact has nothing but praise for them. And that extends to Brian Myers, Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green. We know I'm a major mark. I'm part of the hard foundation for the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. So you will not find me ever speaking an ill word about the Major Brothers. But it's because of their determination to succeed and to do better. I mean, hell, Brian Myers trains half of the AEW roster, including MJF. So on a positive note, at the end of this bonus episode of the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast, I wanted to share and announce our first giveaway. On Twitter, I will be giving away a Series 6 AEW Unrivaled MJF action figure. To be eligible to win, all you have to do is retweet the tweet announcing the giveaway, like it, follow me, and tag three friends you think would be interested in the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast. A winner will be announced next Tuesday on the next episode of the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast. So again, in closing, these WWE releases really show the true colors of the business of the WWE. And it's not pretty. Will I still support my favorites? Absolutely. My support for Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, and Finn Balor is unwavering. But it's for the individual. If Finn Balor goes back to Japan tomorrow, guess what I'll be watching every time Finn Balor is on. If Becky Lynch decides she wants to not wrestle anymore, I will support her in every step of the way. And if Roman Reigns continues to be the universal champion, I will support him. I supported him in the days that he was booed out of the building. Remember when he won that SummerSlam in the Barclays Center, speaking of which? When he finally won and yet was still booed? I was supporting him since before then. Whether it's Roman, Finn, or Becky, those are the three people in the WWE that I look up to and that I support. The biggest thing about these WWE releases is for many of them, we're all the same age, in our late 20s, early 30s. I can't imagine what it would be like getting my dream job achieving that goal for it to be taken away from me due to budget cuts it just seems incomprehensible but one thing i know is they have many other places to go many other promotions to create art for and they will tell their own story and their own legacy for it's like miro said the wwe and vince mcmahon did not create anyone but they were created uniquely to tell their own story 
So in the words of Matt Cardona, to close off this episode, this bonus episode of the Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast, not there. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Pomaccio. You can follow me at Long Island 1892 on Twitter, and you can get all your Rest Hold Wrestling Podcast merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com. We are always supporting Elite POV and the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode on Tuesday. Stay safe, everyone, and be elite.